This is the Common Chaos Podcast, episode 14. I'm Thomas. I'm Austin. I'm Dakota. I'm Jaden. I'm Matt. We're just a couple of everyday guys trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. Because the world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets. We're also working, you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. Comic Chaos Podcast, episode 14. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like we haven't recorded in forever. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah too. me too. Because like I we we got brand new equipment, we got a new soundboard, we all have our own mics now, so hopefully we sound way better than last episode. Yeah, we, we got we ordered this stuff like almost a week and a half ago, so we've we've been pretty anxious it, about it feels like it's been sitting in my room for ever. Just basking in its yeah. glory. I'm so excited to actually finally use it. I think it was also just like a really long week. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if anybody I don't know if anybody else felt that way, but it just it like did. it flew by, but at the same time it was like, holy crap, that was a long five days. <laughs> this weekend alone felt like five days. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm beat. Yeah, me too. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, let's get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is, this, this is gonna be really short. <laughs> That's the episode we're done. <laughs> Record the podcast for these stupid people that listen and just get out of here. Get it done, get our money, get out. And we're not getting paid for this. Okay, Just here's here's another question. Are we doing two tonight? Or? We are doing two tonight. Okay. We're going to do a special Easter episode. Oh, that's the next one. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so okay. we, we'll pull one out on Easter. and Probably no one will listen to it because who's going to listen to this? Me. The, the day after Easter. And Jess and Casey. Yeah. <laughs> and Terry. And, and uh, Jake. Oh, Tusi. I forgot his last name. Tusi. Um, Rip. Sorry, Tus. But, yeah, that's weird that I forgot his last name because I call him Toos. <laughs> um, this this episode, though, we're going to be talking about morality versus legality, correct? I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because Thomas gave us, like, a like a briefing before the episode. And I hadn't really thought about it before, but, like, it's really interesting to think about. So... <clears throat> Do you, want me to read, do you just want me to read this introduction again? Yeah, 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 yeah sure. That'd be, that'd be good. All right, so I found this. I, uh, I don't think there's really a... Uh, Academy4sc.org um, was the article that I found in the, my brief research this, this afternoon. Imagine you're taking a walk one night in your city. You come to an intersection with a traffic light. The pedestrian light says stop, but the entire road is empty. You wait and wait before finally deciding to cross the street. No cars come, and you go on with your walk. Technically, what you did was illegal, but if you ask an average person if what you did was immoral, they would probably say no. Now, imagine that a friend of yours has just gotten a terrible haircut at Jaden. <laughs> when, they, when they ask for your opinion, you lie and say, it looks great. Rough. When they leave, you gossip with another friend about how bad the haircut really is. In this case, nothing that you did was against the law, but most people would say that you are in the wrong. 
Yeah, don't be talking about behind behind my back. Loki might have broke bro code, but I mean, <laughs> want to go with that kind of legality? I mean, I agree with everything that says. Is anyone not? No, it's not. No, no. Yeah, it's it's not like I'm not trying to. That's just kind of like, like introducing that's, that's the introducing concept the entire. Of, right, like I'm they're saying, very like, are you different on board things. With, are you on yeah. Board oh yeah. With yeah. Yeah. Well, like, but so so why do you think that it's being said? Um. Because I don't think legality means morality. Obviously, like if someone like who's to say that the government or the legislator or whoever puts together laws is God? Like, yeah. don't we just have rights just because we were born? Which goes back to the argument about our rights and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's are I, they just I, permissions? I guess. Well, I mean, that's that's yeah. That's um, but I, I guess I guess the entire point that we're we're going to talk about here is that. The difference between legality and mor- mor- morality, they coincide for numerous things, but then there are a lot of things that are moral that are either, that, that, there are a lot of things that we would consider morally acceptable that are illegal, and there are a lot of things that are, I guess that's basically saying the same thing. Or there are, there are things that are legal that we would consider morally unacceptable. Yeah. yeah. I think it's interesting from a Christian standpoint. Like, where... So, so let's say the, the whole drugs thing that's happening. Where is it? Like, uh, Oregon or Utah that just was, legalized was, heroin? It was Oregon. Did they really? They legalized it. They decriminalized it. I think it should be decriminalized. It is. It, where, yeah, I think I'm it's Utah. I thought it was Oregon. I thought it was because of Portland. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is Oregon. Um, but like, morally, I don't think it's right to be going out and doing heroin. But right now, it's legally de- decriminalized. So you can just do it. Yeah. I think I think the reason, and again, I have not done research because I simply don't care. But I think the reason is less from a. You know, these people are really screwed up and you should be able to go do whatever you want to do and have a good time. And more from a perspective of these people need help. Don't send them to prison yeah. because of their drugs. Right. Let them get the help that they need. It, it's still it's still illegal to be selling and to be in possession. And you're going to get fined, but you're not going to go to prison. And, like, if, if they find you high on, like, the side of the road, like, on a heroin overdose or something, they're not sending you to prison for it. They're going to get you help. But it's, I think morally, like from a drug standpoint, I guess, I think morally, I think it's more about who you affect, not the fact that you're doing the drug. Mm-hmm. For me, at least. I would agree with that. Like where, like, uh, go ahead, go do a drug. and But you have to think about the people that love you, the people that are in your life that you're affecting because you're doing these things that hurt you. I think I think also at least from a Christian perspective, I guess this kind of whole go, all, all goes back to the whole you know drinking smoking episode. It's like um, and and the whole idea of to like stay within your sober mind. Mm. So like again, I'm not going to be out here saying that whenever it comes to drugs specifically, I'm not going to like tell you that you're wrong, but I'm going to try to convince you not to based on what I believe for myself. Yeah, I think that's where it really comes down to with the morality side is morality is very relative. Um, You take into consideration, like, for instance, 
our Christian worldview dictates what our version of morality is. Whereas that that was actually one of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys. Do you do you think that there is a governing morality rule, <laughs> so, so to say? So like you have the the scientific rules and whatnot, and is there a like dictating rule of morality across like humanity? Do you mean like in, in, in like center like moral compass? Yeah, well, more yeah. more. Uh, that, Some, something of that nature. Uh, abs- I don't know. It's like the absolute truth concept, but when it comes to morality, like, is yeah. there is there absolute like, like, can you say that there is specifically like this is absolutely moral or immoral? Yeah, I think I think we can. I mean, whenever yeah, and it, whenever agrees. whenever it comes to certain things, yeah, yeah. that's where it's like. What, I, I think around the world we all agree that homicide is not okay. Right. Same. Same would go for like sexual assault. Yes, and and uh, uh, pedophilia. Right. I think I think everyone around the world agrees that those things are well, no, no. There's yep. there's never a situation where it flies. Yeah. Right. But I think that with drugs and having sex before marriage and things like that, where that could in in the eyes of religious people be seen as a very immoral thing to do, but the people that are doing it are like. Well, who cares? I'm not hurting anyone. I'm just doing it to myself. Yeah. But I think that's a very selfish mindset because when when you say that, when you say I'm not hurting anyone else, that just means you're not thinking about anyone else. Yeah. That that kind of brings up a, a point. It's um, I was watching a documentary and it briefly briefly brought up the topic of good and evil, and the it was actually like um, a shaman or, or someone who was giving the uh, documentary speech and he said we we shouldn't really be concerned about good versus evil we should only be concerned about what helps each other and mm-hmm. it's not so he kind of negated the entirety of morality being like this spectrum of good and evil and whatnot and he's like if you're helping each other like that's all that matters for sure i think i mean while there is like there is a good point there I think from the Christian perspective, you do kind of have to define it as good and evil. <laughs> you do. Thomas is talking real quiet, like kind of far from the mic, and then he realized he was doing it, and he like got right down inside of the bike. It was really funny. <laughs> but I, th- I mean, I think if it wasn't a big deal to differentiate between the two, then it wouldn't be talked about so much. Yeah. So something not, not to like take away from your your point because like from outside of the christian perspective i can that is, understand yeah. that 100 yeah. percent. yeah but but we are trying to live our lives based off of this code right and i also think it's important to distinctify that it's a moral code it's not a moral law because a, a lot of pe- a lot of people think that in the bible that as christians we're given all these laws that we have to follow but the ten commandments are not our laws they were the laws of the uh, Israelites in the Old Testament but when Jesus came back and when all those things happened they no longer are our laws they are the things that Jesus said you should live by this because it's going to help you yeah but there were but there were laws back then where it was like don't eat this animal because in the desert it was an unclean animal to eat and it would probably kill people yeah. but now we can eat these things and like a bunch of small stuff like that where it was literally just there to help the Israelites yeah but those are no longer our laws and I think that's where like uh the Jewish religion nowadays 
comes in because they don't believe in the New Testament and stuff like that. And I know Matt was asking about this, but like they, they don't believe in Jesus coming back. They don't believe in any of that. So they're still living under those Old Testament law. Mm-hmm. And so, so like, I, I think that was my distinction. I wanted to make sure that as Christians, we no longer are under the law. We live under that code. And Jesus says, this is the way we should live, but we don't have those hard, fast rules where it's like, don't cut your hair, don't eat gum in the time of Lent. Like, yeah. all those things that they do, like, I don't know all of them because I'm ignorant, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I think I think it's important to differentiate between, like, those laws and then the Ten Commandments because the Ten Commandments are still pretty universally accepted. As a code. I'm just saying it's not a law. Right, so right, right. But still, like, mean? a lot of our modern laws are derived from that, like the whole idea of, like, yes. not killing people, not stealing. That's, that's okay, that's, that's a big one, is not stealing because then you run into the whole Robin Hood concept. Of like if you okay stealing is generally accepted as wrong, but if you're stealing like to like if you're stealing food or if whatever to provide for your family, or if you're stealing to help save starving people, you're like in gray area there. What do you is that wrong? Like morally, is it acceptable? I, I would still say it's probably wrong because I mean. In at least most situations, I would think that it's not the guy who has the food. It's not his fault that these other people are starving. Should he probably, like, get, help them out anyway? Yeah. But I don't think he has any obligation to, other than the fact that well, it, it, he should. Let's put it in perspective of not money. Let's say there's a tyrannical leader leading a group of people, and he's just, like, starving them, not giving them food, just destroying this group of people. And you go in and you murder that man. And now this group of people is thriving. It's, yeah, it's, the, same Robin yeah. Hood, it's the same Robin Hood concept, but it's With not money anymore. So it's, does that make it more or less yeah. right so or wrong? Does, is, is it that, moral to kill that man because you saved the many? I mean, so that, so I, don't think, I don't think it's your place to decide. Well, so I'll bring, I'll bring this up. The train, yeah, the trolley theory. Yeah. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah. So that you, you haven't, have Thomas? So I'll explain it to I you. I don't think so. So you're on a train. You have a lever that will switch tracks. You only have two tracks to choose from. On one track is one person. On the other track that you're going straight on is six people. So if you go straight, you're gonna kill six people. If you pull the lever, you change tracks and kill one person. Do you pull the lever? Mm. Yeah, so, and it's like, there's no right answer to that question. But then, like, when people start thinking that they have the right answer to it, you're like, well, does it change? Because, like, most people will be like, well, I'll kill the one person instead of the six. And then when you say it to them, you're like, well, what if that one person was your mother? Yeah. Are That's you then going to kill the six? I, I've gotten into the the philosophy train behind that train. Um, it's like, uh, is, is murder wrong? If you answer yes, then you literally, like, if you touch that switch... Then you just broke the right. the philosophy it's, behind behind what you said that murder is wrong because you are making the distinct choice to end up killing somebody. Right, mm-hmm. that's what I Whereas mean. Whereas if you're if you're not touching it, right. you're not killing anybody. You, you didn't really. You're not saving. But that but then that, that brings in the whole moral argument of uh, the, I think I think it was in James where um, or it might not have been in James. Let me see if I have. 
Um, oh, yeah, well, it wasn't James. James chapter 4, verse 17. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. Re- wait, repeat. James chapter 4, verse 17. <coughs> Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. So to so do good, you... that causes harm. So, I don't think there's really an answer here. There isn't an answer. Yeah. You can't like either right. way. Either way, you hurt people. Right. It's like. Are you saying it. to the trolley thing? To like anything. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like yeah. The, you know. I'm sorry. Well, that's the that's the whole point of the conversation. Like people like to think that there is an answer to moral philosophy. There isn't. That's why it's moral philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like so, you can't have an answer to these things because everyone is so different based off of where you grew up, what you experienced. One thing I just wrote down that came to my head is like, if you are a child growing up in the Congo where they're raging war and you literally see people getting their heads chopped off every day, people getting shot, people dying, that kid is going to think a lot more things are okay to do than a kid growing up in the suburbs that rides a skateboard to school. Yeah, like I agree. The kid that's growing up in the Congo is going to be like, yeah, people die. It is what it is. Sometimes people have to die. Sometimes it sucks when they die. The kid in the suburbs sees a squirrel die and he's bawling his eyes out. Like, it's just, it's, there is no answer to these things because communism isn't real and because the world isn't perfect. Like, if, like, I guess the communism thing is a different topic that my brain was thinking about. But, like, the world isn't perfect. You can't have, murder is okay. Murder is not okay. Because the topic I brought up before, what if that guy you murdered is a really bad dude yeah i don't know what if it's that's, that's that's a personal a, a, like personal morality I, and we had i guess we had this discussion a long time ago and i kind of wish casey was here for it because he had some really good and interesting points um but yeah at that i mean at that point yeah that's that's a big one it's like you'd like to you'd like to say at least i would like to say that i would remove said person who's doing lots of harm to lots of people but does it then so so if you are removing the person that is doing harm does it become the right thing to do i mean for the if, if you're supposed to take care of okay how many times does the bible reference taking care of the fatherless and the widow enough enough <laughs> yeah a lot all right so you look at it from that perspective you figure if you read that literally and it, it's like just the fatherless and the widow those people are probably going to be affected a lot more by said bad man than people like regular people yeah well, so, in, th- in theory and like and i could just take it right back to Thou shalt not kill. So it's like it's like like what? Yeah. At that point, you have to like weigh. You have to weigh it within yourself. Uh, so which it definitely becomes a like is relative. It, is it is it is it going to be or is it going to be better for you and the people around you in the long run to let even though you know removing said person would is probably the right thing to do do you take that responsibility on yourself? I was going to say this entire conversation can definitely be like outside of the Christianity realm too. Like oh, yeah. This is, is, like yeah. I, I know we're referencing scripture and everything, but like 
this is literally any person whatsoever. Like this is just a constant yeah, like battle between not, <laughs> not murdering yourself. Is a universally accepted <laughs> legal and morality, like mm-hmm. legally and mor- legal and moral. Like you just like you don't murder. So okay, so bring the self defense thing into it. Where do you justify self defense? So say so say that I'm sitting there with my sister. Some dude comes and tries to mug us. I pull out my gun. He I shoot him. He's now dead. Well, how do you? Where do you justify that? I justify that. Well, I just I just want to know like the the, the thought the, process wh- where the it. where the line is crossed. Yeah, like like was it okay to kill that man because he was attacking me? Was it not okay I see, I see, or like so. what's? Because at that po- at that point your life and the life of someone that you care about is in danger whether or not they are brandishing a weapon you don't know if they have one or not maybe they just didn't choose to use it at the outset okay all right so you could try to talk them down well say well, just the, the the situation okay. escalated the guy is dead i have killed him yeah, I call. I mean, I call that self defense. But so, uh, all, like, biblical justification, like what? I mean that that kind of an example is literally the entire Old Testament. Yeah. Like that uh, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, like that. <laughs> that they they did a lot more for a lot less back in those times. Oh, yeah, I guess it's sure. um, a good way to. What? Uh, shoot, I don't know if I wrote that one down or not. I think it's in Hebrews. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually have to Google this one, but the um. We we, oh, no, we talked about it. In the scenario that you're proposing, Jaden, I think there's a di- difference between being offensive and being defensive, and that's why a lot of times, like the Libertarian Party, uses the porcupine as their symbol because it's it's defensive whenever something tries to attack it, but I mean it's not like offensive, like it's not like the aggressor. Mm-hmm in any instance so i mean if that's that i mean your example brings that up yeah but like i don't know i'm trying to take it from like a you know what i'm saying like a moral it's a very again that comes down to personal belief because there are a lot of people who will take you know turn the other cheek literally yeah but then they're like okay so you said you would have to take it back a step at least for me you would have to take it back a step because if you're with your sister at that point, then she is in danger as well. Okay, so then you, you come to the whole idea of every every person, or, or Christ commanded us to love everybody, right? So this person that is attacking you is making the choice not to love you, obviously. <laughs> Fair. All right, so then you have to make the choice of you know, I have to choose to love the people that are that I that I care about. Because obviously, you're going to choose to protect the people you care about before you choose to protect someone that you don't care about. Yeah. All right. So, you're loving your sister, John fifteen thirteen. Oh, actually, twelve and thirteen. We'll do twelve and thirteen. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, than to lay down one's life for one's friends. All right, and that's up like people will hear that verse and they'll say oh you have like this hero complex you're going out there you're going to try to die to be a hero you know you're going to do whatever oh gosh um, <laughs> but i think and, I, and we we or i had t- 
talked about this a couple, oh Jesus, probably a couple months ago at this point, the idea that if we are commanded to love one another, and then Jesus is saying, greater love hath no man than this, that's a command yeah. to me. It's like, okay, I have the ability to protect you from the evil that is trying to hurt you. I'm going to try to stop that no matter what the cost is on myself. Yeah. That's me. I know I 100% so you, the, And everybody has to like draw the line somewhere of who that is. Yeah, of of what and where where that, you know, where the danger becomes where it gets to that point where you actually have to draw your weapon and potentially take a life. Every situation is so fluid that it's going to be different every time. Yeah. Uh, there's no, again, there's no 100% answer. I think that's actually something that I just, like, I just thought about this, but it brings a lot of us together is that we on that all agree that more than anything, the people we love are the most important. And like, if I die because I'm protecting them, so be it. And I think I think most of us, I think all of us, agree on that. And I think that's one thing that actually like holds us having these conversations together because that, that is a huge core value that when I'm meeting people and I'm like talking to people, you can kind of tell when they don't think anything like that. And I don't like those people. <laughs> <laughs> and like like that's not saying anything about someone's character. It's just like I don't click with you because I know that you're not willing to sacrifice yourself for me. So why should you? So why am I going to hang out with you? Right. But in the end, even if you don't sacrifice your life for me, I'm still willing to do it for you. Even if it's like a rant, like at our church, say someone came in with a gun. I don't care who it is in there that I never spoke to before. I'm still willing to lay down my life because they're out of church. Because they are trying to learn, they're trying to worship. And I think as an able-bodied person, like you were saying earlier, I'm able to protect that that's my duty. Yeah. To go to go back to what Thomas said a couple couple of moments ago, um, about you have to know where that line is for when it comes to defending either yourself or to anybody else. I think I think morally that's probably gonna vary. Uh, depending on the person and their life experience and how they think and all that that happy horse crap. Um, <clears throat> but as far as legality goes, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's fairly clearly laid out in the fact that you have to have undisputable evidence of potential permanent harm or the possibility of death whether that harm be physical, emotional, or mentally. And if that isn't clearly evident, you are in the wrong no matter what. Right. I, I, I don't know the laws. That probably sounds absolutely horrible. But, again, I guess that comes... The, like, for me, that's the whole idea of morality versus legality. Like, you don't really care. Do I, I care about I the really, law if really, my moral code tells me? I don't me. really give a shit. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> I know. Like, I agree. If somebody, if somebody is posing a threat to me and the people that I care about, I'm going to stop them. And if I have to pay the price for that legally, then I guess that's the price that I have to pay. Same boat at here, least they're At right. least they're still alive. I'm going now, full now pirate. Here's, here's the other thing now, to take it to the legality part. Say someone draws their gun, like the first dude, like the dude trying to kill someone or whatever, draws their gun, you draw yours at him, he starts running away, still has the gun, but he starts, he, he flees. You can't shoot him anymore. Right. Is, is that also, is, is would, that would, morally would, as well? I can I shoot see. him if he has shot a shot and missed? Oh, yeah. If he, if a bullet if, comes if, out- it, if it was like, like if he just like went poo on the ground, I don't know. I don't know that you That's can. That's a good question. I've like, never thought about if that. If he fires his gun, I'm going to shoot him. All right, I, will, I don't care if he's starting to run away. If he shot at me, he's getting shot. Because in the moment, you shot at me. But what if he, what, if you know for a fact he was like not aiming at anybody, like if he, like like I said, shot it right at his feet. Anything, just maybe no. just to get your attention. I think that that's just like my brain would be like, okay, don't worry about it. I, fuck the, oh, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that, I don't care. I, I, I almost, like I said it and then I was like, oh, I can't say that. And then I was like, I already said it. We're going to put a mature content warning on this in this episode. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually parental, something that, that asks Parental me. advisory. Every yeah. time I go to post it. Parental advisory. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> um... That is, I again, I've never, I've never thought about that. At that point, you you kind of have to weigh. All right, this dude has already like, okay, so he's in the in the context context of mugging. You would assume you're in a public place. Uh, but how public are you talking? Like other people around, or like I'm in a dark alley? Okay, either either way. All right, like if you're not within your home, okay. say it that way. If you're not within your home, all right, this guy has drawn his gun, regardless of if he, you know, negligent discharged and almost shot his foot off, or if he shot at you and missed. He's now got a gun in his hands and he's running away. I would I would argue that there's potential he's danger for other people. So you take him out? Because, not... I, I don't <laughs> think that's the right answer. Taking him out when he's running I would, yeah, away. I would Yeah, I would say maybe don't sh- shoot him, but I would say you would not be wrong to pursue him. I, I, then you're, I don't, that yes, be, I agree with that. I was muted because <laughs> I opened the window. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would say you're not wrong to pursue him, and then if he turns around yes. again, I don't think. I think if there's a situation until, where, like unless he drops the gun, then he like and makes it clear that he is no longer a threat to you or anyone else. Yes. If yes. if you are pursuing him, doesn't that become you yeah, as the aggressor? I don't. I, I don't. Well, okay. I think maybe. No. This is so situational. Dude, I this can't is so yeah, situational. situational. This I, is the, yeah. I don't think you become the aggressor. Because if if initially I was attacked and then I go on offense after being attacked, I've already been attacked. Like I'm I'm just finishing the fight that someone else started. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll change I'll change it to kind of fit what you just said. So in that case, are you seeking out danger? Ooh. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think I become like legally. I could be completely wrong here. Oh yeah, legal. Uh, this is kind of going into the morality, yeah, morality of it. Like, like if yeah. you are going yeah. out, <laughs> if you if if a man to seek to seek it, yeah. like you're looking for it. If clearly. he if he attacked me, and I complied with everything he said, and in the end he still was attacking, like say so in a mugging situation <laughs> where he's trying to steal my money, he doesn't actually want to take my life. 
say I comply and all that. He's still pointing the gun at us, and he ends up wanting to kill because we like saw his face or whatever. And then he just starts running away. I let him run because I don't need my money, whatever. But if he was far away from me, saw me as a threat, fired and missed, and realized that he missed, and then starts running, I'm firing. If you if you fire at me, I fire. I mean, I would I would for me, it's like it, I, you you pull if if you become threatening or attempt to do bodily harm to myself or anybody else, I'm gonna kill you. And you and you, <laughs> you can look at it like a fist fight too. Just because someone throws a punch, say you dodge that first punch, I'm still punching you. Like if you miss me with your first punch, yeah. I'm not gonna try and miss you. And that that kind of enters the the whole idea of escalation of force yeah all right and that's where he carries pepper spray i carry a second knife a fixed blade knife uh, dakota carries pepper spray i I, I pointed nobody saw that but i pointed (laughs) one day we'll record these (laughs) video um and that's that's an entirely different subject altogether i guess it kind of falls under this like the idea of you know all right so it's a fist fight you're in danger of bodily harm at that point. All right, so I need to do something to stop that, which is, for me, I have the fixed blade knife. Easy access. When do he you has... just let a fist fight be a fist fight? I mean, I think you got to read the room. Yeah, I mean, if right? it's some dude... But just... that's what I'm saying. Are, like, so say that some, like, say a large, jacked man is like attacking you, and you know that you're going to lose this fist fight, but you know he's not going to... Like, in your brain, you're like, he's not going to pull out a weapon. We're just having a fist fight. If you know you're losing and you are going to lose, would you pull out the knife? That's why I have pepper spray. Yeah, that's fine. Well, it's the same, the same thing. For I don't me. have to get close enough to him for that to worry about. No, no, so you're already in the fight, and you know you're going to lose. This guy is besting you, and you are going to lose. Do you pull out the knife because you know you're going to lose? Do you pull out the pepper spray because you know you're going to lose? Or do you pull it out... Have you already tried to leave the situation? You're in a fist fight, dude. Like, it's going down. He's beating the crap out of you. But he's not going to kill you. How do you know How do you that, know that? You don't know, you don't know that he's not going to kill you. But, yeah. for the, but you pull out the knife on a guy that you know is just having a fist fight with you. I think, I think if you pull ju- out the knife, no you're the one going to come up and just have a fist fight with me if I don't already know them. It happened in college all the time. I watched it happen constantly. Did you say you ever been to Motown, brother? Yeah, I I have many friends that just got into brawls because they were drinking. But like, as okay, someone well, that's, who car- that's entirely different. Then. Well, well, but as someone who carries the weapon, yeah. If I know I'm losing this fight and this guy's beating the crap out of me, do I pull out the weapon because I want it to end? So that's where I like what you so said about you becoming you not kill him, <laughs> but like. So, flex, flex the well, the here's, it, it, here's the thing, though. You, you're the one who escalates the situation now. Yeah. Now whatever happens is on you. Yeah, but, so but that he could have killed you. But at the same point you in have, time, Do you have the indisputable proof that he was going to cause permanent We're not talking legality. So here's where it becomes a, like, we, we just had this part of the conversation of the guy who mugged with a gun, shot, not not hitting you or anything mm-hmm. like you're still going to shoot at him yeah so this then is the reversal of you just pulled out the knife so if he has a gun he at that point he can now shoot me yeah so yeah. it's like a, so do i so that's what i'm saying so say that you're in this fight and you don't know if the man will kill you or not but you don't think he has a weapon 
do you pull out your weapon? Run. Well, say, say that he broke your kneecaps, dude. <laughs> okay, so if he breaks so your kneecaps, it's a different... Yeah. already done permanent It's a different damage. situation. Do you kill him? Different situation, uh, yeah. Uh, do you pull out the weapon and kill the permanent man? Permanent bodily harm, yes. So he broke your knees, so you kill him? Absolutely. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and, and I'm, I think, just, I'm just bringing think, up a think, bunch of points to also, see what you guys think. We also have to differentiate. You, and that's, again, that, like you have. it's very situational. Yeah, because you, okay, you, yeah, a fist, you jump from fist in, fight in to reality, breaking my in, kneecaps. In, in, in I a, mean, that's a different a level. A quote-unquote fist fight, like an actual situation where you're going to have to defend yourself, like up close and personal, like on somebody, it's going to turn into a wrestling match, not a fist fight. True. Unless they've just kind of had the understanding where they're not leaving unless somebody's knocked out. I've well, I, but like I've seen. Fist fights turn into a wrestling match, turn into one guy on top just beating the snot out of another guy until he literally blacks out on the bottom. Yeah. But this isn't MMA. This isn't anything like that. That kid could have just died in the front of a frat house. Herb Dean isn't there to stop the match. Yeah. yeah. We, ain't, we ain't got no Herb Dean or Dana White. Yeah. Like, this kid <laughs> could have died at the frat house sitting in the front yard. And it's just like, when, when... So, okay, take it a step back. Say I'm a bystander. <laughs> intervene if you have if you have the balls and it just take so say that you, you can take this in two scenarios you're out in the dark alley and you see that happening 100% I intervene yes I, I pull I draw my weapon I see someone getting mugged I intervene I, I take control of that situation if possible say that you're at that WVU big party you see these two kids beating the snot out of each other it's really not there's nothing you can do there is such a mob mentality in those situations one person can't do anything if that person tried to get in there and break up the fight someone would get in there and fight that person would they I've, I don't know I don't know, I don't know I've seen I've seen riots ensue Interesting. I, I was, that is that is a very like I've never because I've never experienced anything like that myself. I've never thought about it. I've never gotten into those fights because I'm pretty good at not. <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, we had we we had one kid the one time that tried to fight me and he like put his fists up and I just looked at him and was like, "Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> is this what we're doing?" He's like, "Are we actually about the fist fight?" And then he put his fist. Down, I was like, "No, no, dude, I'm sorry." And then he walked away. <laughs> and Sometimes like, you just have to have that sobered moment where you're like, like "I'm dude, an idiot." What the hell are you doing? Yeah, like, <laughs> put your fist down, dude. But like, <laughs> what are you doing, bro? I know other people that straight up get into these fights and they don't know how to shut their brain off. I.e., Matthew. Yeah. Matt, when Matt gets angry, he can't shut his brain off and he goes primal. Yeah, it's pretty good. Jake Lydic. Jake Lydic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've had. He's going to be mad. I've had times where me and Matt were like play hey, wrestling. He can fight me. <laughs> Ooh, Jake Lydic getting called out. I've been calling him out for years. UFC 263? It's okay. Jake Lydic won't listen to this. <laughs> I know he won't. Bummer. Um, no, but like, we, me, there's been times where me and Matt are play fighting and something snapped in him. We were just wrestling, and something snapped in him, and he just goes primal. Yeah, <laughs> and he can't shut it off. That's why I don't like getting I mean, I can, I can understand. I mean, I've never, like, because everybody's too... Well, no, I guess that one time in Nate's basement. Yeah. But, so I can I can understand that to an extent. And That's why I don't like getting into, like, whenever those... Like, specifically that time that those kids were, like, not leaving the house. Like, that time that you're talking about. Yeah. That's why, like, 
I just stood back and watched because I can't get involved. There. You, you did not stand back and watch. You, you stood st- back and instigated yeah, it. Yeah, I did. You which stood was there absolutely and not it. And but said, like, let's if, fight. Right, right. But like, if I got to like where you were at, like I like I don't like being there. It's like yeah. scary for me. Well, so so the the reason I'm bringing this up, say that you're in the situation I was just talking about, and that thing in your brain snaps and you've gone primal. You can't shut it off. Oh yeah. Hmm. And, and that's, that's why we're having these conversations. If you have these conversations outside of the situation, you don't have to think about it because you've already about thought about it. About, about it. About yeah. it. About think about it. Again, I think I think that has to. You, you, it has to be very situational at that. Point. Like at that point, yeah. yeah. But if you it don't is. run the scenarios, then you'll never know. Yeah. The right. thing the thing is, in the moment, I don't think you're gonna have enough time to think back on this moment and run through everything yeah. that we've run through. I think there's probably a point where you just got to be Split like, Split second gut, decision. what do I do? You listen to it within a half a second, and you're like, bam, decision made. No, see, like, I disagree. I, I think don't. that the... I, no, I don't, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. I think the fact that we're having these conversations at all means that our brain will yeah. think about it. You don't have the time to run through are you, all that. Are you crazy? You might not have a full have second. No. We're not, I'm not talking about no, a fist fight, bro. I'm talking about someone pulls a gun on you. If you have the conversation beforehand and you sit and you run through the scenarios and you think about all of these things happening, your brain has already made the decision so you don't have to make it in that split yeah. second. Okay, okay. okay that to, makes sense. That makes sense. The way you said it before yeah. did not. Yeah, your your brain sense. is doing all of it at all times it's already done yeah. i mean everywhere that's, that I well that's that's the I, that's the whole idea it. of training yeah and yes. if you never think yes. about it yes. then your brain will have no time to do it yes but okay. the fact that, that we're even sense. doing this means that our brain is ready to it's go like, i go i go like even to church like today i sat up on the balcony and i you know i was just looking and i like thought about what if this dude busted in up this corner door right now like am i am i gonna like Jimmy Superfly snuck off the top rope up here 25 feet and, like, dive bomb onto these chairs and hope I don't break my neck so I can get closer to this dude? Or am I going to try to take a 30-yard shot with my pistol when this dude's just slugging him? You know what I mean? Like, you, and I, I don't know that there's... I run through those scenarios all the time. That's what I mean. Like, I, I go <laughs> anywhere, and I think, what? how would I do this if this happened? And, like, like I, I don't ever shut my brain I've, off. I've been that doing lesson. that since I was 13. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't ever stop thinking about it. But that, that's exactly what you just said. Yeah. yeah Does that make sense? The fact that your brain is constantly running through the scenarios means that you are getting yourself prepared for the situation. But if you never run through the scenarios, then... You'd freeze. If, Likely you will freeze. Yes, you will freeze. Yeah. If Jimmy runs through the doors starts and starts slugging people and you're 30 yards away and you've never thought about it, you're going to freeze. You're not going to know what to do. You're going to sit there with your gun pointed at him and do nothing. If you even got your gun if out. If you even drew your gun. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't already freeze or but, hide. Like, like I sit in restaurants. I always face myself towards the outside, outward facing doors so I can see people. And I hate yeah. people being behind me. And then when I'm walking on the side of the street, I always do the thing where the girl has to sit on the, like, stay on the inside yeah, so that I get yeah. hit by the car first, which is BS because if a car's coming barreling it's towards us, it's killing both, both of us. probably going to hit both of you. But I got to get hit first for some reason. <clears throat> is that toxic masculinity? Can I switch gears? Yes. yes. That's an entirely Please. different podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Switching gears. But same, same line of thought. What about gun-free zones? Fake news. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's private like, establishment. It's not actually law. Yeah, if it if it's a private establishment, I well, they no, have, they I, have, if it's a private establishment, I mean, they have they get to make they, the rules. They, yes, they do. They do make the rules, and they have the right to ask you to leave. But there's no law that will like actually, right. Right. that actually it you know makes gun free zones. Yeah, and then like legally gun free zones. So and if, then if they ask you to leave and you like continue to not leave, then it becomes I'm yes, not, that, that, yeah, that that's becomes when it trespass. becomes a problem. Yeah. The only the only legal gun free zones are like government buildings and right, well, post offices moral? and crap. Well, morally, I mean, there's, I mean, it's their stuff. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this, this is America. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> it's like okay, I, for me, like more again, I guess morally. Movie theaters. The movie theater in Sarver is a gun-free zone, right? <laughs> Some dude comes into the movie theater in Sarver and starts shooting the place up. Morally, I'm gonna kill him because I, who knows how many people I'm gonna save? Can you get a, Can you get in legal trouble for that? Probably because probably. you had the gun probably. in there. I don't know. Maybe. Probably also depends worried. where you're like, at. That's, in, the world. in the, it, at that point in time, that should be the least of my worries. Yeah. So here, here's a. So what strange. am I? Am that I just not true. gonna do something? If I am, I just yeah, not going to step in because I'm scared of going to prison. Oh yeah, I agree, 100. percent Which some people would like. They would be like, uh, you know, I I'm not gonna do anything about this because I'm gonna go to prison if I stop this guy. That's stupid. That yeah. is stupid. Yeah. So what? What if? Um. I lost it. It's gone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about movie theaters, and I really miss movie theaters. <laughs> um, okay, so, I mean, we re- really haven't talked about legality much. We've talked mostly about the morality of these situations. But I think that's all I that really matters. matters. Well, yeah, I think that's that is a, the, Yeah, that's kind of the, the gist of... That, that is the conclusion that Thomas came to, where it was like, <laughs> I don't care about your legality. Right. All that matters is my morality. See, now, what if, now the situation where, like, at the gun-free movie theater, you shoot the shooter, whatever, you go to jail. It For some people, I bet, if, you know, if the, if the shoe fits for them, they think about the wife and three kids that they have at home that now they he can't provide for or take care of because... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think, like, if the shoe fits for that situation, I think that's immediately where that person's head's going to go. Oh, for sure. A, a lot Which, of, I mean, that becomes a really tough call then. And it is, all right. But at that point, you, like, okay, if, I, if I'm the one that gets in trouble for that after he made the decision to go in and start taking life for no reason whatsoever... He's taken his life in his hands. If you tell me that I'm wrong for trying to protect those people that he is killing, then you're alleviating all personal responsibility. Yeah. If I am responsible for my actions, then why can't he be held responsible for his? And I think that is probably going to actually vary depending on what part of the country that you're in. Yeah. Just, you know, I mean, here, here, what, what is that? Buffalo Township of Butler County western rural pennsylvania is going to vary a lot different from the movie theater in downtown los angeles with that role right like i don't think they're even going to bat an eyelash to send you behind bars but like out here people might look at that and be like well technically you did that wrong but i mean you kind of did a good thing so yeah and that's that's what's wrong with the legal system yeah bingo bungo the, the the whole idea that you could go to prison for protecting your own life or protecting the lives of the people around you is just in, insane. Whack. Insane. But that is one of the dumbest, it's, dumbest rules. It's actually interesting because earlier you said, I, I don't know the laws because honestly I don't care. 
and I'm in the same boat where like I when I when I first started looking into all of it I was like I should really know all the laws and then I was like but it's kind of besides the point like I know that sounds bad I know a lot of gun laws and things like that but all the nitpicky laws about where you're allowed to shoot someone and all like the situational things I don't care if the situation is arising where I even have to draw my gun I don't care about the stupid laws like mm. if you're gonna tell me I can only shoot a man in the leg and like I can only take body oh, no. shot like that like screw that like I'm shooting someone well, I don't that's the thing that. too somebody like if for a home invasion if you're in your home and someone yeah. breaks in you are not allowed to shoot if you are not attempting to kill. You have to shoot to kill, legally, since we wanted to get more legal in it. You have to shoot to kill, but then the problem is that if you don't... Kill. Kill, and he is unable to present a threat to you, you kind of bones yourself. Not because you didn't try to kill him, but because now he's probably going to sue you for everything that you have and just make your life a living hell. See, Which like, you may or may not even, win situationally. You how, may or may not win. How that's, is that that's even the legal system? So do yes. I just so so <laughs> dark dark side jade and brain thinking here. <clears throat> say I shoot this guy. Say he's laying on my kitchen floor bleeding, waiting for the ambulance to come because I called the cops. And I'm like, this dude's just sitting here. If he stays alive, I get sued. <laughs> if he dies, I win. Do I shoot him again? <laughs> Hang up the phone. <laughs> hang up the phone for the cops all, pop another that's one that's all I have to say is hang up the phone like the call has been placed leave it at that but like that's crazy right the fact that like someone, that's how that's someone could break into my house I could sell and you could still be wrong somehow I could I could get I could get yeah. sent to prison or fined or sued because he broke into my house yep that's how screwed up the legal system is. That's it. That's Bas- big basi- basically, at this point, you you like you get to the point. Okay, you shoot until the threat is one hundred percent not a threat anymore. <laughs> yeah. so just don't like don't stop shooting. <laughs> Cause, yeah, because if I if I just keep shooting, then I don't have to get into that problem of the guy laying on the floor because he'll be dead one hundred percent. You don't have to walk up and desk pop him. <laughs> You ever done that to a deer? Yeah. It's a very sad thing. It's it's different. If you've never, like, you can't really explain it to somebody who hasn't had to do it. No, I, like, I, I remember the first time I had to do it, I, Pap, shot one, and I tracked it out into the woods, and I found it laying against a fence, and it was, like, a big 11-point, like, massive rack, and it was just laying there, and it was just looking at me, and I was like, what do I do? Like, am I supposed to shoot you in the head now? Like, wh- dude, I always talk to them. I'm like, why couldn't you just die? I did, dude. Why couldn't you just die? Now I have to shoot you again. <laughs> Quit now, hanging on. Now I have to waste a bullet and feel bad, which is a big deal these days. Yeah, yeah, You're really. Using 308, dude. That's 180 a pop. That's a lot of money for a bullet. No, yeah. I, that like, I know that that's not a human being. But having that situation happen to me with an animal, I, it's it's I think, emotional. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think, think you, go, go ahead. I think it's important though that we feel that way, because we we still at that point we still have our humanity. We recognize that life is precious. Okay, it's, this is an animal, and we still feel bad for having to shoot it yeah, again. You shouldn't feel numb to it. And it, like that, like doing those things is like in cutting open an animal and field dressing it 
that's an emotional process for me too. Like I oh. love, I no no I, I straight up I love doing it. I, I won't cry or anything, but like I'm I'm not a big baby. But like, but like until it's wrapped up in the chest freezer. But like when I'm when I'm field strip or field dressing a deer, I'm like, thanks. Like I'm gonna get to eat this and I'm happy and like oh, it's yeah. an exciting thing. But like people that don't experience, like, I feel like people that haven't hunted in their life don't understand the value of living. I think to I, ex- I think people can, but I think a lot of people don't understand guns in life in that way because they haven't hunted something and taken a life with a weapon right yeah it's because that's what i grew up with i don't know the alternative yeah but there's i think i think it's even more more important more i don't i don't even know what what the word i'm looking for is but it's it's something like completely different if you look at it from either a Christian perspective or from um, a Native American perspective, how much respect you should have for the creation and the idea that this animal has given up its life so that you can continue to live. Um, I think about that a lot when I go hunting. Oh, I, al- I always do. There's a scene. I don't know if you guys have ever watched any of the Christie movies. No. No, they're okay. They're, they're pretty freaking old. But it's it was based on this series of books about a young lady who goes to it might it was either Pennsylvania or Tennessee and like the like way backwoods community and she's a school teacher. Um, but the, well, the the Thanksgiving episode of this show, one of the little kids runs away and finds this um, Indian in the woods and they go hunting and they shoot a turkey and he goes through like this after after they shoot the turkey they go through like this whole ceremony. Like, before they, like, do anything with it, they do this whole ceremony where he's, like, pulling stuff out of, like, his, like, this pouch, and he's, like, throwing stuff up in the air and doing this chant or whatever. Being thankful for the life yeah. that he was just given. Yeah. And it's, there's, there's something beautiful about that. Like, oh, yeah. People, I think people get a very negative view of hunters because people, like, abuse it. Yeah. And, like, the, okay, like, I, I understand, like, you can get cold to it, yeah, and there's plenty of people who just kill stuff just to kill stuff, just to get that fancy trophy for the wall. But from my perspective, because of the way I grew up, like, that's our food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't shoot this deer, then we have to go pay however much money to buy stuff for the rest of the year. Yeah. So. And it's also, like, I know, I know that there's a lot of people out there that will only shoot bucks, and they'll only shoot large bucks yeah but like i know a lot of us if i see a doe i'll take a doe because i'm here for the meat if i get a big trophy deer it's dope but i really just want to eat you yeah me too (laughs) me too we're on the same page there i think it i think it also comes down to um there's tags and stuff like that too but like whatever which to an extent i understand but i also think is dumb but to an extent i understand because you if if out. yeah, you'd either you'd, you'd run into either wiping like wiping out the population, but with the whole idea of tags comes the issue of yes, so many guys go out and only hunt for bucks, and now we have a population explosion of dope. of yeah, literally everything. So like yeah, and I, that that goes back to the whole you know beginning of Genesis and go forth and subdue subdue the earth. All right, we're supposed to take care. We were given this earth. We're supposed to take care of it. All right, you've got fifteen hundred deer in a three square mile radius and they're getting hit by cars and 
stinking up the place and now they've all got this brain eating disorder where they just like die in people's backyards because nobody's killing them it's not doing a very good job of having dominion over the earth <laughs> yeah i mean dude if we if we ever want to get into that that's what i went to school for <laughs> we should have david on for yeah let's have, we'll have david all we touch talk about that the whole time um chronic wasting disease <laughs> dude i had to do so many projects with cwd it was so bad have you ever seen a deer like that yeah I'm, i haven't uh, so. we we cut one open was it gross? Yeah. Was it like all lumpy and stuff? Yeah. So what you have to do to test for it, which no one that's listening to this cares, but like you have to like saw their head off and you have to pick out a piece of their like spinal brain stem and that little piece that you pluck out, if it is discolored or like mushy or something, I can't remember exactly what it is, that means they have it. David has to do that like, I think it's like... Yeah what two deer every like six months or something like that they have to do that and send it in or and it's just random too yeah yeah you just pick them that's like a big rabbit trail there sorry the dnr DNR has to do it too but yeah um we can we can end it there we're at 55 minutes that's a good one um again this is another one that you can't really come to a conclusion on yeah because there's something that we did was that i would say the base conclusion that i got is the fact that in all of these situations our biggest hope is that we don't actually have to. Shoot oh yeah, shoot we, 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 ne- we never actually. I'm throwing that out there because I don't want people like we. We definitely had a few jokes in there. And I definitely while, sound like, like an axe a... murderer. Yeah, <laughs> you, sound, you sound more like a gun murderer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Gun murderer. We're not. We're yeah. not out here. Like, <clears throat> yeah. best case scenario, none of this ever happens, and we are just thinking about it. Yeah, like that. And for sure, I think we should put a little bit more reverence behind taking lives. Because I, th- I think that we kind of talked about it without putting a whole lot of thought behind it. That's and that true. was, well, I mean, that was, that was kind of where I was getting at with the whole, right. the whole the hunt, the whole hunting thing. And okay. it's like, he, he was talking about like having to, and we kind of joked about having to desk pop a deer or whatever, but right. like, it's, he, he said he like feels sad to an extent. And like, I told, like, I talked to him, I'm like, seriously, you're making this hard on me. Like, why? Yeah. It's not like, do I feel bad? Yes. But also no, but yes, like, because now they're suffering right. instead of. Yeah, I feel bad for the suffering. I feel bad that I didn't place a well enough shot that downed you immediately or whatever. But I, I used to be one of those guys that was like, a lot of times in the political sphere, people would talk about like, we need to have a civil war, war and all this stuff. And like, I used to be one of those people. And then I heard like an ex-Marine or somebody talk about like, all of these people calling for civil war haven't actually seen war and like they right, don't right, understand right. what it's like and like after i heard him talk about it and like the passion behind his voice of somebody that was actually there i stopped being one of those people because like there really is reverence behind life and people that don't talk about it with reverence obviously haven't been there and i haven't right. been there none of us have been there but like we really don't know what it's like so i hate to even really like talk about it a lot of times obviously you do have to talk about it but like i think it's not a place for somebody that hasn't been there to really talk about yeah. it like they you, have you know who you know who a really good person is to look into this i believe his name you two might know um dakota meyer you know who i'm talking about mm-hmm. dakota no. meyer i forget what branch of the military he was in but um he he's very open about his um experience in war i forget if he was in afghanistan or iraq or wherever he was but um he he said there was there he, he talks about like there's this moment where like if like in war and you're like right with this dude and you like lock eyes and you both understand that one of you is not coming out of this situation alive. 
and he said that like um in the one situation that like neither of them had their guns or knives or anything and he had to beat this man's head in with a rock and they that he like remembers him locking eyes with him as he's beating him with this rock to death and him knowing he was about to have 10 seconds left on this earth and i think that's the part that people miss they like but like desensitized by like movies, games, right. stuff like that, like where you know you literally run around shooting for people, and then you get a seven kill streak, and you're like, "Woo!" <laughs> yeah, I th- I think that that's you're right. We didn't discuss that enough, and I think that's because personally we all understand that morality yeah. behind it. But there are people that don't. Right. Yeah, and they would they would listen to this and be like, yeah. "These people life, are crazy." Life life is precious. Life is precious, and that's I, I. You can tie it all into the whole idea of personal responsibility. Okay, if somebody is creating themselves as a threat towards me, they have taken their life into their own hands mm-hmm. at that point, and I am responsible to protect myself and anyone that is around me at that point. And afterwards, like after the all these scenarios that we talked about, obviously there are emotional repercussions. Oh, for sure, everywhere, yeah. and it's it. I don't know. We're not saying all these things like it's easy to just be out here killing people. Yeah, none, none of us have ever experienced this. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that's why I bring up the hunting. The closest thing I've ever experienced is desk popping a deer that didn't die on the first bullet, right? Where, like, that's, that's an emotional experience where it's not a human life, but it's still a life. And I can only imagine how hard it is to have to do that to a human. Mm-hmm. And, and when there's people that are desensitized to that, that's where you get some crazy war crimes and stuff like that where it's like okay these people are crazy and they've gone too far and we have issues mm-hmm. but yeah like there is morality behind killing people and we don't we're not just saying just go out and shoot people and obviously it, it, yeah like no <laughs> i think i think the reason that we talked about it more lightheartedly was because it's so dark of a topic to be thinking about like to ever put yourself in a situation where you'd have to take a life it's it's just very dark and kind of hard to hard to deal with. So I think so. So instead of filling this podcast with tears, we filled it with laughter. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. You know, dark humor. It's kind of like that. And a, a, another another point I'd like to make is that again, obviously, none of us have actually been in these situations, and so we're talking about these situations from that perspective. Like we've we're like trying to prepare ourselves for them, but ultimately, every situation is so fluid that we don't know how we're going to react when the situation should the situation arise. Hopefully, it does not. I hope we all die and never have to do that. Mm-hmm. Hope we all die old, happy, happy men, and we uh, can leave everything we have to our family, and we never have to see that kind of situation. I don't know about old. <laughs> I'd like to grow old. I don't know if I want to get old. I want to be that old guy who can just say absolutely anything to people, and they can't say anything to me because I'm old and senile. <laughs> I'd love that. That's my end goal. All right, well, with that... <laughs> there, are there any other closing remarks? Um, Matt, you got anything? All right. Good buzzer. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. I hope I hope the new mic sounded good, because I'm really excited to listen back. I feel so legit talking into this we're, thing. We're all leaning into the mic now. I hope this is, like, ASMR for you now. Is this nice? Does this sound good? Matt, rack the, rack the slide again. We'll get real close to it. Ooh, I bet that peaked. Wait, oh, do it again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that hella peaked. peaked. <laughs> All right, goodbye.